0: Welcome to the Co-Founders Show. I'm Delphine, your host and the Co-Founders Coach. In this first series, I'm interviewing well-established business partners who are sharing their journey, insights, challenges and learnings of growing a business together. Allez, on y va. Let's dig into our next episode. I hope you enjoy it. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the co-founder's show. So today it's only me. It's the first solo show that I'm doing and I'm doing it to wrap up the first season of the show and oh my God, what a great experience it has been so far. I absolutely loved starting the podcast and um, going through the process and most importantly meeting and discussing with my guests This first season was about well-established co-founders. So for those who listened, you would have heard all the interesting, fascinating stories from different type of co-founders working in different industries, in different contexts. And the common thread really of that first season was to talk to people who are growing a business together and who are making it, who are having a successful business and we dig into the whole of their relationship in the growth of their business. That's really what, what I wanted to explore. And to be honest, as a first season, for me, it was a good topic to start with. First, really inspiring and a lot of great insight, but also Probably an easier one to start with and because it's all positive, good, happy stories. And we know that life is not always like that. So I'm already thinking about more uh, sensitive topics, maybe, and how I'm going to explore them. But that was a good season to start. And all my guests were super open and honest. They gave a lot of really interesting insights. And I already had messages from co-founders who listen to the podcast saying that they got so much inspiration from how other people do it so that's exactly the aim of this podcast is to give some inspiration as we know there's no magical formula i'm not here to say if you want a good co-founders relationship this is step by step how you have to do it nope (laughs) we know it relationship is not a tangible thing to build There's a chemistry between a few people, and it's a long-term journey. It doesn't happen overnight. So in this solo show, the aim for me is to extract the theme which came out from all the interviews, from the five interviews I've done, and dig into them a bit more. So it's only five pairs of co-founders that I interviewed. I had four interviews in English and one in French. For me, it's important to have some French interviews and discussions because that's part of my audience. It's part of who I am as well, being French, living in the UK. I'm not sure how they're going to work from a podcast platform algorithm perspective. I'm not sure the algorithm will like it, but you know what? I'm not doing it for the algorithm. So hopefully it will work out and I will certainly keep you posted. So for English interviews, one French, I had two pairs of co-founders working in an office together and I had two pairs located in different countries. So having a distance relationship and I've got four themes uh, in total I want to cover. So the first point is actually the environment. So as I said, I had two pairs of co-founders like having a distance relationship located in different countries and I had two pairs working in the same office. And what I've noticed from listening to all of them is the environment doesn't matter. Whether you are a virtual or you are in an office, it doesn't matter. It's not what makes the relationship strong. I think it may matter if you're used to see someone every day and you have some habits and then all of a sudden you one moves out then it may disturb the relationship. But from the people I spoke to, the one who had distance, they are very close. They have a very ongoing and fluid communication. And obviously, it's an asset from a business perspective because they're widening their horizon, they're widening their possibilities by being in two different markets. So that's one thing. Environment, if you partner with someone who's not nearby, who's not living near you and that you can't see every week, it's not going to make the partnership not possible. The other theme which came out, and it's a very big one, um, and it's a big one for everything in business and in life, to be honest, it's trust. Trust. The power of trust is absolutely immense. I think it does make sense when you go in business with someone, you need to have very strong trust. But we all know someone who partners with someone else and things didn't go right or trust didn't build over time so i think it's actually good to spend a bit of time reflecting on this and the five pairs of co-founders i have interviewed you could hear the trust they had for each other was unshakable it is unshakable and there's no magical formula to build trust it doesn't work this way it's relationship and it's a chemistry between people. It's building over time, but it was really interesting to hear how they were talking about each other and how that trust is impacting the way they work together and also things like how they take decision. I've been asking questions around how do you take decision and how do you deal with disagreement. And when there's trust, this it came out a few times, actually. It's that thing that, you know, I may not agree and I may debate or I may argue against, for example, an idea that my partner has. But if he's really passionate about it, I'm going to trust that he sees something that maybe I don't see. I'm going to trust that we should give it a go. Even if I don't really believe in it, I'm going to trust that this person will take us somewhere. And it allows them to explore different ideas. And it's a bit like leadership. You trust that person, you follow that idea, and then you will give your support no matter what. And that's what they do. They support each other. There won't be any blaming of, I told you, I I knew it wouldn't wouldn't work. There is that trust that they saw something that it could work, giving it a go. And once they're on it, we're in it together. So yeah, that was really interesting. And linked to that, it's leading to my third point, which is about ego. So it came out again in all the conversations that I had. In none of the relationship, or at least from what they shared, there's no overflowing ego. It didn't seem to be any power imbalance. And I mean, by ego, I know it's a big word and, you know, it probably has different definition. We all have an ego and I'm not saying having an ego is a bad thing. I mean, from a perspective of, I have a stronger ego than my partner. So I want to be right. I want to dominate the conversation and the dynamic. I've got a certain way to do things and people have to follow me. No, it's linked to what I just said in trust. There was no other big ego in any of the relationship. They were all really ambitious. And they knew or they were figuring out together where they were going, but it was that balanced between the different personalities, between the different characters. And I think it's really important because, again, we've seen and many of you would have worked in corporate like I did. It can be tricky to deal with a big ego, with someone who wants to be right, who dominates, who talks a lot, for example, or who would always push for his own ideas, who would not listen to the other. And we know where that can take us. It can lead to frustration. It can lead to being defensive. It can lead to tension. So that was really interesting to hear from all of them that... Not only they have trust, but they also have, it seems to be, a very balanced relationship. And that leads to my fourth and last point, which is they all have a very open and fluid communication. Again, that may sound like common sense, but... Coming from corporates, we come from a world often where things have some structure. You have your weekly check-in, your monthly review, your quarterly review, etc., etc. And I was curious to see, all of them came from corporates, I think. And I was curious to see how they organize their communication. And what came out is they have a very fluid communication. And actually, they talk about everything. So they have a friendship in that partnership, and they know that what's going on for you in your life impacts your energy, your mindset, and how you do business. So they do talk about everything, and by having a fluid communication, I mean they just talk all the time. They text each other. They call each other. If they're not in the same country, they would Zoom, Teams, using all the tools. But any time they have something popping up in their head, they're not waiting. They just pick up the phone and have a conversation right here, right there. Some of them said that they should maybe bring some bit more structure. But to be honest, in all the conversation I had, none of them seemed to be uh, suffering from that. The other thing is, in that communication, I could hear how well they know each other and how much they embrace their differences. And again, that is not a given. That is not easy. We're talking about human relationship here. And to embrace and accept others' differences, it does require, first, a lot of self-awareness And then understanding of the other person, understanding and respect for those differences. So that's an example of difference of styles. There's often a planner, someone who needs to think and review the different options before taking action. And an action taker, so someone who just want to be in the action. Maybe hit a wall, but then at least things are moving and then he learns and then he addresses the course along the way. This dynamic seems to be quite common. And with all the people I've been talking with, it seems to work really well. And they have this awareness. That is really good because it's not always the case to have that awareness. Many years ago, I was training to be a coach and one of my coaches, she was in a co-founders relationship. I didn't have yet that interest in the co-founders relationship, but she was being coached by me and all our coaching was on her relationship with her partner. And that came up that one of them is a planner and one of them is an action taker. And they didn't have that awareness in terms of, okay, I understand who I am and what I do and how I do things and why, and I understand how my partner's doing things. They didn't have that awareness. So what happened, they got really frustrated with each other. One didn't understand why the other one was so slow to take action. And the other one was really frustrated with the other one pushing to do a lot of things at the same time because she needed to think. I think those two persons could have done wonder together. They separated in the end. There were too much frustration and they wanted to protect their friendship. But you can see that when you have that awareness, it's all about learning about yourself and understanding the other. And then it, it can be a really good combination to have this planner slash action taker, and you find your dynamic in the middle. You put the curse halfway through, and that can really help not to think too long before you take action and not to jump too quickly. So, yeah, so that's another big learning. So, there's been a lot of other things coming out, right? So, if you haven't listened to those interviews, I encourage you to, to go and listen to those conversations. But just to recap, on the theme today, I spoke about the environment not being a criteria for a strong p- partnership. The power of trust, which is a big one. And if you are in a co-founder's relationship and you feel maybe you don't have 100% trust with your partner, I really encourage you to work on that, to think first for yourself, what is driving you not to trust that person? and. If there's specific topics that you need to open, I encourage you to open those topics with that person and be open and find ways to open the conversation. There's no power and balance because of that trust and because they respect each other. They do really work together. They're not trying to dominate the relationship. That was the third learning I got. And the last theme is around the communication open and fluid, a lot of talking, and never wait until a tension builds before I call the person and I can make sure that I burst that potential tension before it starts, really. So I really hope you enjoyed the season, if you've been listening, and that you enjoyed this summary. I'm coming to the end of this solo show now. It's been a bit strange for me to, at least to start with, to be talking By myself, I'm used now to be talking with someone through the interview, but it's been okay. It worked out fine. And personally, listening to all those success and positive stories really made me think about my own business. And it almost made me want to partner with some people because it sounds, actually, when things work out in a co-founder's relationship, it sounds wonderful. And I do take some insight from it. For example, I would probably look for someone from a different gender, a man, because I lacked what Alexi Grabas said, the uh, female and men's brain combination can be magical. I really believe in that. And I would also look for someone who bring complimentary skills. So probably not a coach, but someone who brings something else. I do have some ideas actually, but I'm not going to share it as yet, just in case, <laughs> you know, in case it doesn't happen. But yeah, it's been really inspiring for me too. And I'm already full into the second season, which is promising to be really juicy. We're going to talk about family-run businesses. So I've got really interesting guests coming, husbands and wives parents and kids, siblings, sharing with us how they make it work to grow a business together when they are from the same family. And finally, if you're still here, thank you so much for being with me until the end. It really means more than you know. And what would be fantastic is to hear from you what you learned from this season, from those interviews, if you did listen to them? And also, what would you like me to explore in this podcast? What would be useful? Is there a specific topic as a co-founder that you'd like to learn more of or maybe get some different perspective? Let me know. You can come on LinkedIn, Delphine Koal, send me a DM, or you can email me directly at delphine at to let me know it would allow me to make this podcast as tailored as possible for you and as helpful as possible really and if you're listening and you can give this podcast a five-star rating give me stars it would mean the world to me thank you so much for listening to the end and you'll hear me again in a couple of weeks with the next season of the co-founders show thank you everyone Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Co-Founders Show. If you're still here, I dare to think that you enjoyed the conversation. And if you did, I would be so grateful if you could give the podcast a five-star rating and leave it a positive review. Three, two, one, yeah! You can also share it with other co-founders in your network who may learn from it. And if you have any questions or want to share your thoughts on what you've heard today, Let's continue the conversation on LinkedIn, on my profile at Delphine Koal. À bientôt